Hello, and welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about bosses in video games. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what we do on this podcast? Well, it is pretty simple. We like to talk about games. But before we get into our illustrious topic, uh, we should recap what happened in our games this week. At the time of At the time of recording... We just played Rune Lords, uh, so there's actually going to be a different Rune. Lo- you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be a different Rune Lords episode up by the time this episode goes out, right? Right. Yeah. So, yes. well, whatever the case may be, we broke into the keep fighting dudes. You, if you watch, you'll see lots of full attacks from Kenzo because I just just was tanking all of the mooks while while you guys were dealing with the. Uh, uh, with the 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 mini boss. Yeah, I've been, I've burned through almost all of my spells as Wind Wander at this point, which is the only time I've ever even come close to that. And I'm not even like a character who tip like I'm playing a battle oracle who doesn't use this use his spells mostly for self buffs. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually held on to a lot of my resources, which is to say challenges, because that's basically my only non-renewing resource um yeah i've burned most of my spells in in healing for the party yeah i i guess i i i weirdly feel like um we do dungeons but we don't do them very often so like dungeon kind of like dungeoneering play isn't something that i think about uh uh, in the con- or maybe yeah, that's just the the tournament is kind of getting in my head because the tournament was just you know here's one fight blow everything uh, yeah kind of. yeah uh, and then what else did we do we all, well so last Hell's week Rebels. we also did Hell's Rebels which is up now is it yes up now? yeah yeah okay. I, I uploaded it while yeah that we were that, doing that Hell's Rebels uh, that Hell's Rebels uh, episode was interesting because I was just stalling as hard as I could to try because one of our players uh, you know we were supposed to do combat finally and one of our players uh, was stuck at work so I was just trying to stall for him and we we are now four four episodes straight no combat um, but we got to meet Ralph. You did get to meet Ralph, who is great. I lo- that was completely on the fly. Is the other I, thing. You know what? It was perfect. Actually, no, it was, it was, it was almost funny. perfect. He just refused to re- he refused to refer to Mateo by his proper name. But you know, I can yeah, I can you forgive know, you can't that. Win them all. You, yeah, you, you can't win them all. Um, yeah, I really, uh, I really, uh, I really enjoy Ralph. I really enjoy Mateo and Ralph and all of these these kinds of guys. But it's funny because I don't really think uh, you know, like I knew there was going to be like this little bit with Ralph, but uh, yeah. I don't necessarily think of him being all that major, which is why I didn't really like put any time or effort into figuring out uh, his personality besides just randomly go with it when it happens yeah i mean that, uh, that, that that was kind of what ralph has always been um ralph for the viewers for the listeners rather at home being mike so a lot of the side characters in hell's rebels are rpcs from a skull and shackles campaign that got abandoned um uh and so ralph was my character and buddy did him a great service um in, in being just an angry I just can't wait. I just can't wait for. uh, I just can't wait for stuff to happen in that game. Yeah, because you know I can't wait for stuff like I can't wait for for you guys to get all of the people together and have you know like 
and you know i i like uh because i have very set personalities for kind of like who taylor is who mateo is kind of thing and i'm I'm interested to see where you guys fall down along those kinds of lines you know like when when a problem comes up and arguments and arguments erupt uh where ideologically your your your, uh characters come down interests me um But so, we still got a little bit of time because you guys have to rescue Mateo and figure out where Vigo is. So are, are we just going to like gather a bunch of people and maybe do a couple of missions to get them in our good graces and then have one big mission that kind of, you know, does all the plot in, in, in this campaign before we move on to Mass Effect 3? <laughs> uh there is uh there's definitely a little bit of that i have uh there's stuff there's stuff involved but i, it, sure, it, I think sure. i think it's a big thing because um i want uh i want i want there to be a lot of uh uh kind of you know i think that, this actually was was handled pretty well by you guys which i think is good uh like there should be tension about the decisions that you guys are making right about like well you know where is the best place for us to have this safe house you know do we want to go forward with mission x when uh you know we know we know it's 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 useful but we're afraid of the notoriety that's going to come with it kind of thing um i think those arguments are going to be pretty cool pretty informative um i think there's some other stuff that, that that's kind of like this down the line uh that that's just like these are these are the moments that i'm really looking forward to uh when it comes to when it comes to Hell's Rebels, though we're off this week and we're playing more Shadowrun, which I guess I'm always excited for. Yeah, no, it's it's I'm, I'm excited for all of the games we are playing. Um, but yeah, do you want to say anything else about Hell's Rebels? Yeah, man, what do I want to say anything? I guess not, right? Yeah, we are finally gonna get into combat. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I'm actually, to be honest, uh, I'm really excited. I recently redesigned an encounter. Um, because I decided to be awesome and do some things differently. And Ooh. I'm really happy with that. So I'm just excited for Hell's Rebels. Yep. But anyway, boss fights, video uh, games. Just, just, just oh. one point of, uh, or just, you know, you know, we, we can still do our, also our, our weeks in video games. Also, one piece of housekeeping. Um, we are going to shoot to release this cast on Tuesdays. Um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Consistently. Instead of the kind of hodgepodge of uh, what's a week of promise, guys, that I've been doing in the past. Um, So we record on Tuesdays and release on the next Tuesday. So don't expect any particularly up-to-topic or up-to-moment stuff out of this. But, uh, you know, that's the way it's going to go. But uh, did you do anything interesting in video games this week besides play lots of League of Legends? No, not really. I've I've just been grinding League really hard. I mean, I got back into Minecraft. I'm playing Minecraft again. They released update 1.9, which actually uh, introduced some interesting combat mechanics to the game. Uh, yeah, huh. I know, right? How has um, post post Mojang Minecraft been? Well, it's still technically run by everybody at Mojang. They're just under like the oh, Microsoft, really? except the Microsoft for, banner, except for Notch. Um, yeah, except for Notch. Um, so yeah, but that, to be honest, that's that's kind of normal because Notch hasn't run Minecraft in a couple of years anyway. Right. Um, so things have been. I can't remember what the guy's name was. Um, I I was a big fan of 1.8, um, and I do really enjoy uh, 1.9 so so far from kind of like what I've seen uh, of it because the combat feels more interesting and fair. Um, swords. Uh, so basically, so basically, the 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 changes that they made are. Uh, Everything has an attack speed, so if you spam the sword button, right, 
and you're constantly swinging your so everything has an attack speed and then swords and axes have specific special attacks um those special attacks trigger when you wait the appropriate amount of attack speed right so for you know for i have this diamond axe and the diamond axe has a 0.9 attack speed so i have to wait 0.9 of a second in order to re-trigger the crushing blow ability of the axe which just does like way more damage than otherwise you know beat sticking somebody with um by spamming the axe button and so what ends up happening is you're timing your attacks a lot uh, because you want to, you know, like you want to make sure you get your special hit in because you're going to do nine hearts worth of damage rather than uh, the spam hit, which is going to do half a heart worth of damage. Uh, they also added shields, which are awesome, uh, and they changed, uh, you know, they changed some other stuff around. Do you get like um, a cooldown timer? Like you get like a little cooldown bar? Or no, you just kind of like internally figure oh, okay. it out uh, huh. because the animations play differently. Like sure, you can tell by what what the animations are. Swords have like a sweep attack that sweeps, you know, and, and it'll hit everybody in front of you, kind of thing. Um, I've been blown up by some creepers that are just like the, the you know that's probably one of the most frustrating things about Minecraft, right? It's just like you know, creeper out of fucking nowhere blows you up and you go all the way back to kind of like the start point. Um, Unless you've uh, made like the the thing, you can you can reset your spawn point, right? With like a yeah, with bed. a bed. But like, I just hadn't had a bed. Uh, I once had a really unfortunate. Uh, I had the most unfortunate thing happen, which was I went to go sleep in my bed, um, and then when I woke up, a creeper had spawned right outside. So it walked into the house where my bed was, and it blew up me and my bed, which reset my spawn point <laughs> all the way back. To, I it gave me. The hardest fucking cancer. And then you quit Minecraft oh until yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, uh, and they, oh, they've also changed the way, like, hunger and stuff works, which is kind of neat. You know, um, hunger and, like, uh, like you, you regenerate HP really, really quickly, but, like, it consumes hunger more. I don't know. It's weird. Minecraft is interesting. Mm. But, yes, grindy, grindy video games that I play while watching House of Cards is, is Minecraft this week. Mm. Um. Huh. Well. Oh, and Street Fighter. Even though I'm really bad at that. Oh, you, I haven't you actually, have been I haven't actually played any like ranked or anything like that. I've just been like training with Dalsim and playing like shitty little games with Dalsim. I'm so bad at Street Fighter. You should turn on casual matches and, or at least try a couple of them just to see how it pans out. Maybe we should do some uh some some exhibition matches before we we go into our our big day against the NYC. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm interested because uh, you know I don't really know all that much about Street Fighter. Most of my fighting game experience comes from Soul Calibur Two, um, and Soul Calibur Two is just so radically different a game because it's I, it's technically like a 3D fighter, like 2.5D yeah, or whatever. It, it's an arena fighter, whereas whereas uh, Street Fighter is a, a 2D fighter. Yeah, yeah. And that is just like a huge difference uh, because so I you know I really like Soul Calibur two I think Soul Calibur two is really well designed really great right Soul Calibur two you have horizontal attacks vertical attacks and kicks uh, and then guards right those are the four face buttons on a controller and um, because the because you can strafe right you can move you can move side side to side because it's three D or whatever in the re, in the arena vertical attacks are very strong but easy to dodge horizontal attacks are pretty weak but easy to hit and then kicks are like 
almost a, a, a smattering of the two because some of them are horizontal, some of them are vertical, but the vast, vast majority of them are really, really quick. Um, so you can, like, get people off guard with, like, quicks in order to, like, start your combos and stuff like that. And I think that's really, you know, like, that's a fundamentally really, like, interesting design. But because Street Fighter is 2D, like, the top medium low aspect of it it's just like a really weird mindset for me to be in and the biggest thing is like moving moving back in order to like in order to guard in order to to block in order to block is so weird i have such a hard time with it yeah i mean it's actually a a super it's a super it's it's a super big thing actually in in the community because um famously mortal Kombat has a block button um, specifically because Street Fighter didn't um, when it started, and that's just kind of a tradition that kind of get, got carried forward. But it, it kind of a, it really affects the way you play the game because if you want to block, if you want to be safe while not um, while while not moving backwards, you you crouch block, but then you're open to overheads, which aren't universal, or rather, um, I guess uh, jump attacks universal. But they, it introduces a lot of different things into the game, especially for. Um, things like charge characters, where that's the only way they can charge their moves without moving backwards, type of deal. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's just uh, yeah. There's a whole lot of nuance in those systems that that even I'm not super. And honestly, I, find, I do find that really interesting because Mortal Kombat has such a shallow move list compared to what I'm expecting. Um, Mortal Kombat you know, or Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter, Street Fighter Five. Okay. The move list on characters like Dalsim is absolutely dwarfed by. You know, Aquaman in Injustice Gods Among Us, which is probably, like, the most recent fighting game besides Mortal Kombat I've, like, hard played. Uh, or, you know, Mitsurugi, who is my champ or character in in Soul Calibur 2. You just had so many more moves at your disposal. Um, but also, at the same time, it's like, I, I like the Mortal Kombat system better because there's a lot of... Mortal Kombat or you, Street Fighter? I mean, fuck, Street Fighter. Um, I like the Street Fighter system better because there's a lot less, like... You know, it's a little bit more like Super Smash Brothers, where um, it's you, you're cutting out the 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 wheat for the chaff kind of thing, right? Like it's easy to um, the 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 characters are easier to understand, and you kind of understand what's going on uh, compared to what it's like in Soul Calibur, where I kind of think the burden of knowledge is almost a little bit higher because you have to know what each of these characters. Yeah. Uh, also, also, it's a little bit different too because, if I remember correctly, a lot of Soul Calibur special moves are like weird kind of target combos, which are kind of categorized differently than in Street Fighter. I think Street Fighter also has a lot what do you more. Mean by a, I don't know what a target combo means. Oh, so a target combo is a specific combo set up by the game that's just like a string of normals. Um, mm, mm. um and Street Fighter okay. I think has a higher emphasis on normals and footsies. Footsies being, um. Uh, being like uh, kind of edging out and getting ranges perfect, that type of play, yeah, um, yeah. than than the other game. But I'm also not a big Soul Calibur player, so feel free to tell me if if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have I haven't played I haven't played Soul Calibur two in ten years, um, so I I'm it's like my mindset is probably warped by uh, by the time it has taken uh, for, uh, you know, like the games to kind of come in and change and stuff like that. But, um, <clears throat> I am, uh, you know, that's, that's street fighter. That's also something I've been playing, I guess. Awesome. I'm, I look, I look forward to <clears throat> you being good enough that we can, that we can get some spars on. Be great. <laughs> um, the other though. So what I've been playing, 
is uh, I beat the, the only big thing to mention is I beat Ori in the Blind Forest on uh, on Sunday, which is a really cool little Metroidvania, gorgeous looking. Um, I had some issues with some of the story elements. Um, I thought um, like just there's there's a couple moments that I don't want to really spoil it for anybody, so I won't go too deep into it. But I, I thought a lot of some of the character motivations seemed awkward after after the, there's a reveal, maybe two thirds of the way through. Um, but it's a solid game. It's, uh, how long did it take you to beat? Uh, let, let, let me check. I think it was like seven hours. Um, and I, I did most of that on Saturday because I'm, I'm a crazy person that, that binges things. Um, let me get it up on my steam or in the blind forest, nine hours. Um, so that, that's, and I, I did a fairly complete run. Um, one thing that really bothered me is there are a couple of areas that, um, they're essentially like the, the they're um some like dungeon type areas and once you beat them you can't go back into them and i didn't know that for the first one and also um they have kind of some some of these time sequences and one of them has like collectibles along the time sequence that you can't go back to once you've beaten it so i, I just thought that that was terrible and it really frustrated me um because i missed two of the collectibles and i think that's the only thing that those are the only two collectibles i missed because i was going for a completionist type run um but, you know. uh, that sucks. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll. Uh, I I really, you know, <clears throat> I had a poor experience with my first sitting in Undertale, which kind of like never, and I I just had like yet to go back to it. Um, and uh, I should probably, you know, like I should probably go back into that. And I, but like you know, a game like or like or in the Blind Forest is, uh, you know, like yeah, it's like that's a Saturday. I could just sit down and play that yeah. instead of fucking like grinding Minecraft like an idiot. I mean, you could also do the same. You could do the same thing with Undertale. <clears throat> It's 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 probably a yeah. Bit I, that's I, that's what I mean. That's why I'm comparing the two. Yeah. Um, um, is is like that nature. On that note, I should actually I'll send you a video. I'll link it in the description for the viewers. Let me actually write this down so I don't forget again. Uh, do uh, there's a video um, that kind of captures how I feel. So your, your complaint with Undertale, I believe, was um, uh, that you didn't like something about the foreseeability of the consequences when you were fighting Toriel. It's early yeah. enough that I don't think it's really counts as a spoiler. Um, and this video by a guy named Dookie Shed, which I, you know, sounds whatever. But he goes into this bit about how when he first played the game, he played it like very early on the cusp before all the hype started, the hype train started. And so because he didn't know about all this, like, you know, pacifist run, genocide run hoopla, he just kind of played the game and it, like because because he didn't know that that's what was supposed to that like you could go for a pacifist run his uh experience with fighting toriel was super impactful especially as someone who had who had uh played jrpgs in the past where a fight against the the mentor character typically ends with a kind of like you know like a hi good job you beat me and then they don't die type of deal and obviously that's very different for uh for the toriel fight um, yeah, I I think because I I was coming into it after the cusp, um, it, uh, you know, like as after like the big the big break and you know it beat the game, you know it beat Pokemon Red and like Mario Super Mario sixty four on like the Game Facts best game of all time bullshit that kind of stuff. Um, that uh, I I you know like I went in there with certain misconceptions and that was part of like you know part of like the frustration of the whole thing. Yeah. No, absolutely, and I think that's actually um, 
an interesting part of 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 how th- those kinds of games are designed, right? Because like, I feel like there there are these these four four games like this with with uh, essentially the pacifist and the genocide endings are kind of secret endings, um, and I. The way at least I view those types of games are supposed to work are you play through your first time kind of raw, and so long as the game kind of holds up for that playthrough, it's fine, and it's okay to be a little bit more frustrating on these kind of achievement-based runs, which is what a, a pacifist or a genocide run would be. Um, you know, like a, a, a run with, with, with extra kind of things tacked on, with, with extra conditions tacked on to it. I think trying to play the game as a pacifist run as an idvorm, which is what I did, but I I, I I guess I was able to look past it kind of uh, soils the, or uh, spoils the, or poisons the fruit of the tree, as, as it were, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel that. Um, um, yeah, but, I don't um, know. Toriel is, in fact, a boss fight, and that's the topic for this week. Segways, we got those. <laughs> Ironically, I actually kind of think that uh, that she's a good launching point to talk about boss fights because I'm just going to kind of go on record that I think boss fights in video games are more often than not handled poorly rather than handled well. Huh? Well, like I think they're just like on, on the odd face, they're just shitty. Huh? Because, because, and here, and here's kind of why. Um, I think the vast majority of boss fights, what it comes down to, is here's you, like you don't want to give the players. Um, so, like, the, I think the hypothetical best case scenario with the boss fight is um, you are testing, uh, like from a, from a like a skills kind of point of view. Um, mastery of mechanics for like the player right and it's like the hardest version um of those mechanics but what tends to happen in most boss fights in most video games is that completely completely new mechanics are created to justify or be that boss fight you know what i mean which is a just i think that's just a huge problem uh for uh for most, I don't know, I think it's just, like, a huge problem for most games, where, like, they, they create systems that aren't well communicated, or aren't all, you know, it's about, it's about figuring out the gimmick, and then as soon as you figure out the gimmick, you beat the boss, and that's just kind of whatever, and it's easy, but it has almost nothing to do with all of the work that you've done leading up to that, right? You want Luke Skywalker to get better and better at fighting, uh, at fighting with lightsabers, uh, but then the boss fight, to use this analogy, is he, he and Darth Vader have a shoot-off with laser pistols, where it's like, well, we just want, you know what I mean? We just trained Luke to be so good at lightsaber fights, but then the boss fight is just completely contrived to, to be or, laser, or, laser, laser guns. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Or, or, or the boss fight is a successful diplomatic encounter with the Emperor. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, right, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and this is purely, speaking from a systems perspective, from a narrative perspective, there's a lot, there's just a lot more leeway uh, that goes into this kind of stuff. But just, like, that, that's, this is the problem I see mechanically with boss fights, right? Um, and that not a ton of games really do it, uh, not a ton of games really do it right. Hmm. I, I'm not going to go, like, my, my immediate reaction is to be like, most, that sounds weird, but that, that point's ultimately important. Because I do think that it, that it's a, it, even if it's not most, it, it is a problem that affects a lot of games. Um, 
and I kind of see your point. Like uh, the, the example in my mind that I jumped to immediately is um, is Bowser in the original Mar- Super Mario Brothers operates on like a complete. It's um, I guess it's actually kind of operates on the same set, set of principles. You just replace the flagpole with the axe underneath Bowser, but it's 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 still kind of like that like break from like well this is an enemy and you can't jump on his heads and the way you beat him is is you skip him. Um, in most yeah. cases, I, I think um, uh, probably the best uh, crystallization of this is Deus Ex Human Revolution, which has gotten, uh, you know, because it, it honestly shows both sides. The first side is the boss fights are complete; they're just complete bullshit in the in like the, the the standard edition of the game, which you know later revealed to be uh, outsourced. They were, uh, they were outsourced to another studio, but then Idos came back and uh, and took o- and took over it. Uh, took it over and fixed it for the director's cut for the augmented edition. Um, and those augmented edition boss fights feel great, right? Because if you're a stealth character, you can hide from people. If you're a hacker, you know, you can hack into uh, – this This was the awesome part was that if you're a, 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 a hacking character, you can hack into the – uh, like, like turrets and just, like, mow down these bosses with turrets, which I think is great. Um, yeah, and, and – uh- even kind of like you said, it kind of it's even in the standard edition, right? Like, if you were playing a, a you know a guns blazing type of character, those boss fights were kind of like the pinnacle of, of your ability to kind of do that gameplay. But if you weren't playing that, um, playing a st- and you were playing a stealth playthrough, they weren't. So it kind of hit both of both of See, those points simultaneously. Right? Th- th- this is getting a little bit nitpicky, but I just kind of want to okay. make the point. Even on the guns blazing playthrough, I don't actually think that they're all that interesting or compelling, right? Because they're just bullet sponges at that point, right? I think a guns a guns blazing playthrough boss fight hypothetically pits like a ton of enemies against you, right? Because they, this is what the gunplay in this is what the gunplay in Day Six is about. It's you know it's that kind of stop and poppy, you know, taking cover, you know, moving around, not getting flanked by uh, by these enemies. But when you're just fighting the one boss, it's actually relatively easy to. It, it, I, this is, I think is by design so that the stealth characters you play who don't have any like gun skills or whatever can still like eke out a win kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, the, the, anyway, that point's really nitpicky, um, uh, but, but uh, actually I, I think that that's kind of, kind of important because I, I the, the other part of your statement that I was going to kind of get into was, um, you know, you introduced a lot of these new mechanics just for the boss. And I think in some places that, that works because at some level, if it's just a harder version of the thing you already done, it feels kind of dull, right? Like they're like, you know, if, if, if it's just a big old bullet sponge, it teaches, you know, and you've been getting better at shooting things real good that, you know, you're just shooting things real good for a while longer against a bigger enemy. And that, that's kind of like the crux of what you've been learning. But if there's, but that gets boring fast. So, so lots of devs try and introduce, um, different mechanics into the fight to, to make it more compelling. And I think that there are good ways to do that. I think there are poor ways to do that. I think something that you've highlighted, which is fair is that a lot of times, um, it's not done well and it feels kind of like a, kind of like a something tacked on to the end is, yeah. is, is what I, th- I will say, I will say 
that my uh, my favorite game of all time, Mass Effect 2, I think does do that pretty well because a lot of the boss fights are tough enemies coupled with like swarms, um, which you know, like the 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 game it has a lot to do with. Here's a group of guys, you know, use your cover mechanics, use your uh, you know, use your allies in order to strip their armor, strip their shields, use your abilities, those kinds of things. And a lot of the times, the boss fights in Mass Effect were those same groups. But with a more powerful leader who has, uh, you know, like who has like one, like one or two like off mechanics, right? Um, which I kind of think is a is a is a good version. It's a better version of that because what is the, in that specific situation? It's not saying, okay, we're not just going to replace the lightsaber duel with a laser with a laser pistol fight. You're still going to be lightsaber dueling. But you you also have a laser pistol in your other hand, and you have to manage that system at the same time as you're managing the core system, which I think is a good compromise. Um, in in regards to like that whole okay I, breakdown, I, I, I see that I actually found the final boss of Mass Effect Two to be fairly odious. I did not like. Oh, the yeah. So the final boss, I I agree. The fight, okay. but most of the boss fights that happen in in between those missions, right when you're fighting these boss. Uh, you know, mercenary leaders or or uh, some of those other kinds of things. Um, there, it's that like that. The, there are always these ads that you're that you're managing. There's also, and to be honest, Mass Effect Two is a big game. There's a lot of boss fights. Some of them. There's the one where you fight the airship uh, in the apartment building. That one doesn't have any ads in it. I, or actually, it does have any ads now that I think about it. But whatever well, the case so, may so be. So all the fights actually. This is this is actually something that I, I was going to bring up is that the fights ha- have to have ads because you need to be able to replenish ammo if you run out of it. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. No, that's actually clever. I never thought about that. The, um, uh, if if you look for it, you'll see it in a lot of games with ammo systems. They have ads by or or some way to refill your ammo. You need some way to refill your ammo system, and usually that's ads that drop ammo. Um, yeah, that makes uh, that makes sense. Um, but that's just one way I think to kind of get around this problem. I think another way to get around this problem is to kind of systemize, uh, is to kind of systemize around it, uh, with, by like, by like almost like leaning into it. Uh, I think WoW bosses are kind of a good example of this where it's like, yeah, they're creating, you know, each individual boss is creating new systems in order to defeat it, but that's the point, um, which is what, you know, like WoW bosses kind of have like, in a weird way, they are less um, they are less like the Deus Ex example and more like the Mass Effect example because WoW bosses are kind of – but like but much more on the new system side because WoW bosses are basically like, okay, here, listen. This is your rotation. Your rotation is fairly simple and we're going to put you in a bunch of different environments where you have to constantly do your rotation but at the same time – uh, deal with all of these extra new mechanics that are coming in and coming out and you have to position correctly and you have to you know manage phases and you have to uh, you know work with your team and not take raid damage and you know use your cooldowns efficiently those kinds of things um, that kind of make up for it I think yeah I, I think part of that is um, with, with wow in particular with a lot of MMOs is that the, the regular combat isn't particularly like like there's very little mastery, I think, in the basic combat. Like, there, there, there's not, like, the raid bosses are kind of just, like, the thing that you do, right? Like, they, they're, they are, like, all of the content in within themselves, um, that or the PvP, which are kind of two separate arenas. Um, 
of 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 gameplay for 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 WoW in particular, and I, th- I think also most tab tar- target MMOs. Um, but and so I, I think you're right on, on on that point. But I think for this the same kind of reasons, I like I don't know. I I never found that content to be particularly compelling to me. I I, I this is a I think my own my own problems with with tab targeted MMOs in the first place is that I don't find them particularly compelling, and so I find the bosses just kind of like. Well, in order to make this interesting, you have to do something weird, um, and and you know, um, that that kind of like rehearsal of of a set fight isn't isn't so compelling to me for a massively multiplayer potentially you know multiple run experience because at the end of the day, that's what MMOs are about. It's about running the content repeatedly to get your new your new numbers and make those numbers nice and big. Um, yeah, I also think uh, I also think a big part of it with stuff like WoW is is community based. I think it feels sure. so much better to raid um, with a, you know like to raid with a group of people who you raid with on a rank. You know what I mean? It's like it's like practicing. You know what I mean? It's like it's like little league almost, but like sure. for adults and uh, and yeah, yeah. Re- recreation sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so and I, I think that piece of it also kind of like diffuses. Uh, like it's not quite the same beast as uh you know fighting bosses in Mass Effect 2 or in Super Mario which are these single player experiences um i also think that narratively wow is a little bit weirder just like because it is uh wow wow is kind of an interesting game that like lives on the line of like as art as sports kind of thing um because it's so expansive that there's a lot of both content in there um, but a lot of those, I think a lot of those raids, uh, can be, uh, kind of qual- qualified in the sports category, especially after time, uh, goes down. The first time, you know, the first time I got to the Lich King, the first time I beat the Lich King, that was a really powerful, like, narrative experience for, like, me because, you know, it, it because of the whole expansion setting it up and it being such a satisfying climax to that you know playing wrath of the lich king but when i had the lich king on farm and we were doing him for the you know the 25th time the you know the narrative weight there just doesn't doesn't carry and it becomes much more about the sport it becomes about you know can i beat my numbers can we beat our our numbers as a group how you know can we one shot him do we have to uh dedicate a full night kind of thing that that stuff yeah that makes that makes sense um Huh. I I don't know if I've got really anything to to contribute on that front, other than you know, like that's. MMOs are an interesting place with boss design because I, I think in, mo- in most games, like like you said, they're they're to show off mastery of, of of particular mechanics. They're there to show off, um, in say JRPGs, like how many stats you've accumulated. Um, they're there to to show off, um, you know, kind of the the accumulation of of your training. Whereas in MMOs, they are there too, um essentially be roadblocks to, 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 to gearing up. Um, you know, I, I just think, it, I think it, it's, it's a very weird dynamic as compared yeah. to other games. I, I mean, I also think that certain boss fights are better than others. Just like, Oh, yeah, sure. Design, design wise. I really like There's a boss fight in, uh, in warlords of drain Draenor called twin Ogron that I just think is great. I just really enjoy this boss fight because the fundamental mechanic is there are just these like random, uh, snaking bits of fire 
that add like fire damage and they're just like they're they're moving in waves and like pulsing all across the floor but there's so many of them that you have to kind of like dodge between them and have you ever seen the movie oceans 12 yeah so you know the part where uh george clooney and, and julia roberts are like oh well how did you beat the fucking laser system and the french the french thief is there and he just kind of like smirks and then it cuts to you know just like this, this smash cut to him uh in this dance montage where he's like break dancing through the lasers <laughs> that is exactly how i feel about dodging those fi- like that fire on twin ogron and you almost get into like um you get into like this zen state of just like like moving and weaving and you're doing your rotation and it's all like just kind of happening on like a primal muscle memory level uh, that I don't know I, I can't I can't really define it. No, I, I there, actually I, I, that is so fun to me. That's actually I I understand that perfectly. That's that's like uh, in, in a lot of like say character action games or in a lot of platformers, um, super tough platformers where I guess a lot of the levels are bosses. I suppose. Um, that kind of like, you know, like, and then I do, then an A, and then a B, and then I jump here, and then I'm going to hit this button three times, and that'll get me to the right place, and then, you know, that kind of like, training to perfection aspect, that, that's, that's critical in a lot of, um, in in a lot of games, um, um, that also takes place in boss fights, there was, there, or in the Blind Forest, there was, there's, there's, uh, a, it's not really a fight, it's more of a, a chase sequence, um, a boss chase sequence and it's it very much falls in that kind of like oh in order to dodge this i have to jump up here and i have to make sure to hit it just here otherwise i'm going to run out of time i'm not gonna be able to complete this move type of deal which, which i think feels feeds into the same kind of like satisfaction loop um yeah but, I, i'm i'm all about that do, satisfaction loop do do those is twin ogres from the the first raid in draenor yeah hi mall Okay, um, and are, do those flames show up on, on the tourist mode, or whatever it's called? Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, LFR. Okay, yeah, because I, I remember doing that fight, I remember finding it extremely dull, because as a monk, I just put my my clones on on, on the uh, on the two bosses and just kind of, like, went, went and, and slapped about. Um, that worked out for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, uh, that that's obviously, like... There's I mean, that's a, a breakdown by role. Me, yeah, me playing a warrior, you playing a uh, a monk. It, I I played that fight as a healer on my priest, and it is much more aggravating because when you're a priest, you you know what I mean you want to sit still and channel your casts, and so the the constantly having to move and dodge isn't. Um, fulfilling like it is on the warrior where I don't have any of those kinds of casts casts. Uh, so I am. Like I never rooted in that one place. Uh, I don't know. That's just no. That's fair. That's just yeah. But uh, but uh, but yeah. I guess that's that's part of it. I mean, there's also fights that I find incredibly aggravating as a warrior because you know people are just like you know certain bosses. Um, uh, Terran Gore in uh, uh, Hellfire Citadel just sits there. He doesn't move or anything, so it is really just you know. Yeah, I mean, how, how quickly, how fast can I do my rotation? But on my warlock, it's a lot more interesting because it's the ranged uh, uh, job to DPS down the ads. I don't know. There's lots of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the kind of the, the kind of uh, issue. Well, maybe not the issue, but the um, the, the difficulty in designing a boss for an MMO where you've got several distinct classes. 
of uh of of like not even like not classes in like the the like the your, your character classes but classes of 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 uh of role like roles that's the word i'm looking for sorry right right um right. and and so you're not I, I think it's it's hard to hit the mark on all of them um all the time but that doesn't mean you can't be aggravated about certain ones but uh um that's that's mmo bosses which like i said have a kind of unique position but uh uh before we we started the cast we, we were kind of trying to solicit some feedback from some of our friends and uh our, our one f- uh, friend of the show enoch was talking about how his favorite boss type was 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 two phase JRPG bosses because he, he loved the he loved that like you could tell that like you were you were facing this big guy because there was big signal that you transitioned into like uh the, this you know like the, the man behind the man or like you know uh the, the the true form of the boss which had a totally different set of things to do and a totally different set of things to get with. And uh, that you usually lost that fight the first time you fought it, and that signaled to you that you needed to go um, train up some more, which I guess kind of rolls back into our our, our discussion about grinding a couple episodes ago. But you mentioned that you didn't like that very much. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. Basically, um, I don't know. I, I you know I thought about it a little bit more after. I thought a little bit more afterwards. I think sometimes it's okay in the Pokemon games, uh, specifically, um, there's, you know, so, like, I, I think there's a certain aspect to it where, like, you know, when you're playing Pokemon and you're training up your, your team and you get to the Elite Four, nobody beats the Elite Four on the first pass, right? You have to grind the Elite Four, and to a certain extent, there's a lot of, like, it fe- you know like it feels really good to beat them right and it feels really good to make it all the way through uh uh the elite 4 without you know like after however many times of of wiping and it's like two sides of the same coin as with the wow stuff to a certain extent like it's really it feels really good to like eke out a win at like the one percent mark when half the raid is already dead, you know, and like, and you, you and everybody else are are doing everything you can to possibly win. This happened in in Wrath of the Lich King with my progression raid group when we did Professor Putricide. Um, I was a tank at the time, and we had been wiping on Professor Putricide for two two and a half weeks straight, um, and it was our last raid raid day of our third raid week and it was like so demoralizing because it was just wiping 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 um and what eventually ended up happening is we got we got him down to the one percent mark um but we had hit the enrage timer on the boss because a bunch of people had died or whatever so even though like the healers were keeping people up and everything like that we just like didn't have the dps so what had happened was he enraged um and there, you know, there are two tanks, right? He enraged. He's on the first tank. He, as he's going to kill the first tank and go to the rest of the party, I, I, as a warrior, went and I intercepted his attack. So I get one shot. The other tank gets one shot. One of the healers gets one shot. And then the boss goes down. And, you know, that feels so good, right? That feels so good when you just, like, you know, like, I, on the edge of defeat. Right, you you snatch you snatch that victory kind of thing, and I think that that also happens to a certain extent in JRPGs. But also at the same time, 
something it just doesn't happen sometimes you know, sometimes that feeling doesn't translate and it is just oh how fucking frustrating is this thing it keeps you know i just keep failing and it's not my fault it's just i haven't grind i i just don't grind enough stats in order to get uh in order to get there it's just like oh it's such bullshit I, so I think, it's I like two sides actually, of the same coin i think that's part of the the danger of um of of games that are purely stat based, right? Like any type of uh, what what effectively is going to be like a a, a, a turn based non like like turn based game with no arena mechanics, like a, a JRPG has. I think that's um a, a huge deal because like it's like I I think like a great boss battle is one that pushes you to your limit and then kind of um. You know, and and when you like like you said when you beat it, it's just like oh I I just barely eked that out. But the whole the whole core progression of a JRPG is that you play it enough, and you get enough numbers that you can that you can win. And yeah, you can play the game in the style that like you can just get enough num like you can get enough numbers to just barely eke out a victory, um, and that can feel good. But the 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 way that that those games are structured is that you're like. You know, you could just grind out for some longer and then roll over the boss fight if as if it were nothing, um, and that, that's kind of like a, a core part of that the feedback loop for that that game style is is getting more numbers to 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 you know be the best at numbers and 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 win by overwhelming force in that regard. And I, I think that's a very very hard thing to balance. I think it's a very hard thing to pull off. Um, I for the in, in general, right? Like, um, for for games with with with, with advancement. Because um, I feel like something like auto-adjusted levels like you have in, in your Bethesda games also feel like they're robbing you because it's, why am I bothering advancing if everything's kind of at the level that I expect it to be at? Or, or like, at my level. Yeah, and I think, and this is and this is why I think that, you know, most boss fights in most games are not great. It's because of that, the, the, like, the, the latter half thing that you just highlighted, right? Which is that... Um, boss fights can just feel like you're completely contrived in that way. And that is frustrating. Um, I don't know. I have a, I have a tough time. Uh, I have a tough time with it. I also think there are really good examples of games that handle boss fights. Well, I think the best example um, is shadows of Mordor, middle earth shadows of Mordor. That whole nemesis system is a gigantic system for boss fights. Right. But it was, it's, so good you know what i mean I, yeah like, no absolutely I, I don't think that i i i secretly don't think that system gets like as much praise as it deserves i think shadow of mordor really came out came out of the woodwork it was on a lot of best of you know 2014 lists um it really went uh it kind of like really went nuts for the year it was in um it was definitely in my top like three ish three yeah three is fine wait let me think i think banner saga was that year which i think was my game of the year that year Banner Saga, Dragon Age Inquisition, and then Middle anyway, Yeah, 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 that's fair. Anyway, um... It was in I the think... before times, before the cast. An age shrouded in mystery. Yeah, yeah the, the before times. I actually think... Well, yeah, well, anyway, um... I think the, uh, uh... And so I think that Nemesis system is so good. It's I agree. So I thought it was good. amazing. Because I think it's, it's... It's crazy to me that it's procedural. And it's crazy to me how good the procedural was like the procedural generation was right like learning about your targets right learning about your marks and understanding how you can uh, exploit their weak their weaknesses strategize uh, around their strengths 
uh, in order to beat them is obscene. It's incredible to me that they made that system and they made it as good as they did. Um, I honestly like. I I literally bought uh, the the Mad Max game um, in September. I was like sick for two days in September, and uh, and I you know I really liked Mad Max Fury Road, and I was just sitting there and I was like, you know what? It's the same guys who made fucking Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. I'm just gonna go for it. You know, I'm not gonna give a fuck. Uh, and the game was a little bit, you know, the game was a little bit like sandbox grindy, uh, and it was a lot about like these kinds of driving mechanics that. Um, I think are probably interesting to some people, but really not that not all that interesting to me. But like I lit- I spent I bought that game because just because of how good this one system was in this one other game uh, from from last year, two years ago, I guess at this point. Yeah, no, and, and I think I think kind of pile on top of that. There are also some very good bosses in games from from a more narrative perspective. I think that the um, the Metal Gear Solid series has, is, is legendary um, for having excellent boss sequences, and I, I think that they handle uh, those very well. These kind of like very kind of uh, they're an example of 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 you know new mechanic new new mechanics for new situations type of um, uh, bosses, but they're that's like what that game is all about, kind of um, you know kind of like this gradual buildup of different tools in your toolbox that you use to solve the various essentially problems, but like the, the, the sheer, like the number of ways that you can beat certain bosses, like the, the, the level of, of intricate crafting given, and especially with, in regards to Metal Gear Solid, the, the narrative weights of, of each of the bosses, I think really comes together to, to build some really memorable encounters. Um, my personal favorite being that in Metal Gear Solid three, um, I believe he's called, uh, the end. Forgive me if I got that wrong, but he's this old man sniper. Um, and uh, if you and it's it's this long drawn out sniper battle, um, and if he if he gets you, he will just he he won't kill you. He'll knock you out and carry you back to a point. And you have to go back to the fight area. But um, if you turn off your your console for seven days, um, he dies of old age. Um, and you know, like you just like you find his body, and it's like he was disappointed that he didn't get the chat, like he he didn't get to die in combat or like a warrior or something like that, like in, in very Kojima esque way. And I, I I always thought that was inc- incredible storytelling. Um, and and kind of the the other half of that is that you can also kill him. Um, very early in the game, somebody's wheeling him away on a dock in the distance, and you could shoot him right there. Um, and then that fight just doesn't happen later. And I I thought I thought that's a very those are some very good pieces of this of design. The, the the way that those those individual mechanics, even though they're unique, just are unique or, or are kind of like these separate tests are unique enough that it, it kind of feels good. Um, another example being Psycho Mantis in the, in the first game, where um, he can read your inputs um, unless you plug a controller into the like the, what you're supposed to do is you plug a controller into the second controller port, and then you can just fight the fight out like normal. I thought always thought that was super cool. Um, and th- these kinds of like individual story elements work really well to deliver a very memorable experience, which is a, which is ultimately, I think, what every boss fight wants to be is a memorable piece of the game that you're playing, um, an incredible you know feeling of accomplishment when you do it, and a kind of like walk away from it's like wow that 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 was a thing that happened type of deal. Yeah, I've, I see. I've never played the Metal Gears, um, so I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. 
I guess. <laughs> um, um, but I definitely understand that feeling. You know, like I definitely understand what you're uh, getting at um, in terms of like finding that feeling in in boss fights. And I specifically actually really enjoy systems. Um, I enjoy systems like what you've just described because I mostly think that of how immersive they feel compared to, um, I don't know. Yeah. Cause it, compared to, um, you know, systems where everything, you know, you can't attack or he's invincible, uh, stuff like that. It, you know, that's tough, right? That's tough. Yeah. I th- and I think this is the failing of a lot of boss fights and stuff like uh, you know Fallout and, and Skyrim. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to bring up fall- like legendary creatures in Fallout don't feel like this. Feel like slightly tougher regular enemies. Yeah, that, I mean that's yep. And I think that <sighs> jeez, I don't want to get back on. I don't want to get back on. The, the the Fallout for hatred, heroin. I, I mean, wanna, it's like, been wanna... it's been at least like a dozen episodes since we talked I about know. Fallout Four. <laughs> I know, dude. As as my good friend Doug Sample would say, "Fuck the zero. Uh, but um, I think that is almost a little bit unfair to a certain extent, and I feel as though. <clears throat> you know, maybe maybe I should be a little bit more forgiving on this stuff because the the you know other parts of the games are so good you know what i mean like and i don't i don't really know how to feel about it like from a business perspective you know what i mean like from a business perspective the game can't be you know, like it can't have everything right the sure. the nemesis until the nemesis system is you know, released in a way that you can just incorporate it into fucking everything. Um, I, I maybe, I don't know, maybe like it, it's kind of unfair to hold, uh, to hold that stuff to that standard. Really, I'm trying to kind of defend Skyrim in my, in my own mind because I think Skyrim is like truly legitimately like one of like the great, uh, I think it's the best game Bethesda's ever made. I think it is, you know, like in totally worthy of the pantheon of like the great, um uh games and uh the canon of games as it were yeah the canon of games is a good reference to a podcast that i talk about all the time um and uh and and i i like i i like i don't want it to have this fault but i think it does have this fault so i don't know maybe yeah, i'm I mean, just trying too hard so to apologize for it part part of it is that you know no game is perfect and, and it's all right for for games to sometimes fail actually on... you know what now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm totally fucking wrong. I actually think I think Skyrim is great. I think Skyrim is, I think Skyrim is really great. Especially those dragon fights, all of those dragon fights. Uh see, I, I I'm gonna the have to dragon see. priests. The dragon priests are awesome. See, um, see the, that that game like the the boss fights or the dragon fights st- stopped being interesting to me once they got what was it like? There's a talent invocation where if you two hand cast a spell, it stuns a creature. And, uh, oh, the staggering one, yeah, yeah, mm, and that—that's that, you know—that's how I kill dragons. Um, that is—that is fair. <laughs> see, my first, see, my first playthrough was stealth and dual wielding one-handed weapons, which was very tough. Stealth archery, uh, 
yeah. Well, I, I, well, I actually didn't. It wasn't all that much about archery, but well, because stealth archery is kind of not great in in Skyrim because it's really inefficient, like time wise. Um, which I kind of appreciate, right? Like the system wants you to get up there with a fucking dagger and just like dagger people. But basically, the way I had to do a lot of these dragon fights was wait for it to come to the ground uh, and then power attack it a couple of times in a row uh, and just like hope to hope to God it didn't kill me. You know, like. Um, but I, I have done a full mage playthrough where I I do agree the the double stun. Yeah, kind of sucks. But the, I I also but like I said I also think the dragon priests are great fights. Um, I think they're all very. Uh, are those the guys with the masks? Yeah, I think those are all really interesting. See, there's uh, this is actually something that this is something I'm gonna rip straight out of the the zero punctuation video about um, about Skyrim, which is. A lot of the a lot of the Skyrim fights to me felt kind of like figure out how to abuse the AI. Like stand right outside the room and plank the over overpowered boss that you can't toe to toe with in the head from outside the room, so he doesn't he runs over to you and then resets because he doesn't know to, how to walk outside of the room he's in. Um, and you know I I I don't think an enemy AI is a great um, strength of Skyrim, but I, I think yeah, that's true. Actually, I, think, I, I do feel that. I, I, I feel that because I don't I'm enough of a power gamer, like I'm enough of a of a Captain Crunch in Skyrim that I uh I never really had like too much trouble with most stuff. Um you, you and know, um yeah. I, I think I can agree with you though, because, like I agree with you at a certain point because this is this is another problem with like the, the fundamental advancement mechanics in RPGs is that like, you know, that first fight against the dragon outside of, uh, you know, what what, what town is it outside mm-hmm. of Wilhelm? Uh, White Run, White, White Run. Run, White Run. That feels amazing. Um, and even if it's just a little bit chaotic and like whatever, but that that fight feels like it's earned and feels like a great fight. Um, and the later dragon fights and the later fights might kind of fall to this kind of like, well, whatever. You know, I'm over. You know, I'm OP when, now, yeah. and the system hasn't scaled enough with me. But I think they hit it well enough on that first run to see where the intentions of the systems were. Um, and you know, I, I think this is, a, this is a problem endemic to, to Bethesda games is they they scale to a hypothetical average player, and players like us are just kind of too good for that. If that makes sense? Yeah. No. Actually, you know what? I 100% agree because here's the thing. First of all, I think that first dragon fight was great, and then I actually kind of think the next couple you know what i mean like, yeah yeah there there's a there's a period there's a really like it's actually kind of a sizable sweet spot uh just because of like in the scale of of skyrim games you know like in the scale of a game like skyrim of which i had like 200 hours played or whatever uh, a, a section of 20 hours where every dragon fight was really compelling seems like not all that much time but that's 20, 20 hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, like, and I think that, that that feels great, but then eventually you kind of over-level the content. Um, you've just done it enough times to a certain extent, right? Like, I've definitely had that happen where, like, the first time I fought, like, an ancient dragon or, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, whatever. Or, like, just gotten completely destroyed by, uh, uh, by, like, you know, one, you know, just, like, one dragon or another that I've never seen before. Um, I actually think I, that's, it, that's, that's the fundamental problem with the Bethesda games is that I don't think the content scales well. I think yeah, it's, I, I, I think, yeah, I I think it, it, it's a very it's a very fundamental kind of like you either 
lose hard to the content or you beat it handily. It's, it's, oh, well, it's, see, I actually think that it scales. I, I think that it's pretty good in the beginning. Like, early right, to right, mid-game, the, 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 it's great. That's what and I mean. And then right? as you like, get later and later and later, it gets worse and worse and worse. That's, that's, what, I mean about, that's what I mean about the, the scaling factor, right? Like, there, there's this desire that when you level up, you feel like you've accomplished something and things feel easier, right? Like, defeating a dragon should feel easier at level 3 than it does at level 2. Um, the issue is that it gets way too easy, in my opinion, a little bit too quickly. Um, I, um, I I think if all you did was just go down, go hunt down dragons, you'd avoid a lot of that problem, but that was never my experience in Skyrim. Yeah, Um, my experience, I think, I think another thing that really helped the Skyrim dragons work out is the, uh, the emergent nature of it, right? Like, a Skyrim just randomly spawning while you're, you know, like, selling shit in Whiterun, and then you're trying to fight the dragon in the town but it's like you know what i mean like but there's all of these guards there so it's aggro is distracted and you're trying to uh, i i'm specifically referencing one fight where i was in riften and um not like a named it was a named npc but it wasn't like a super important npc like i was pretty sure i'm pretty sure he didn't have like the unkillable uh aspect to him like he could have died and i really remember how tense that dragon fight was because i was trying so hard to make sure this quest npc was kept alive right and i think that that kind of thing is also really interesting right i think the kind of dragon fights where dragons you know come down and then a bear is there you know what i mean it's like and so you're fighting the bear while the dragon is flying around but you're trying to kite the bear into the dragon when the dragon lands that stuff is really interesting um i don't know i think that there's uh man i really love skyrim god what a great game <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I agree with you entirely. I feel like there are a lot of those kind of emergent moments that happen in Skyrim, which kind of makes up for the fact that, like, some of these fights are not, like... I think the kind of emergent moments that happen because of that oh, overshadow the fact that that the individual mechanics can get kind of rote at some point. Yeah, and I think and I, th- I think that's a good approach to sandbox design in general. Yeah, sure. Um, where you know it's just it's a lot of simple systems that you just it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the like game design like this is just like trying to make as many like super bouncy balls right and uh, and what you're gonna and like and what your goal is is to like drop them all into uh like into like a sphere or whatever and they're just going to keep bouncing and bouncing off of one another in cool interesting ways right such that each individual you know if it was just one ball bouncing up and down that would be really boring kind of thing but because there it's just so chaotic and there's so many different systems um at play you get into uh you just like get into some really like cool interesting scenarios that that are like really fulfilling. This is kind of my experience with Dishonored, um, of all things, um, where uh, I, I I very notably am a little bit softer on Dishonored than you because I think it's kind of an A minus game uh, compared to like an A plus and or like a you know like a straight up A game kind of thing. Uh, but the thing that bugged me so much about Dishonored was I felt like the mechanics they had for killing people were so much more interesting than the mechanics they had for stealthing um, through stuff that uh, uh, that that game like I, I almost felt a little bit robbed in that game because I really wanted to stealth right, but the stealthing stuff was just 
more boring for me than the kind of like wacky crazy here I'm gonna you know I'm gonna time stop and I'm going to plug a grenade or whatever and then uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna time all of these crossbow bolts and blinking all around like that stuff. That aspect of the gameplay was really engaging, and it was a lot of really fun chaotic systems working with one another. But the uh, the stealth just didn't didn't quite match that level for me. Uh, I I think I think that's fair. I, I think also that like My, I mean just to completely contextualize that what ended up happening when I played Dishonored was I abandoned my stealth playthrough because I was so bored and I just started killing people and it was so much more fun. See, and, I, I, I uh, love. And I got to the and I'm, I got to end to the end. See, I I really loved the stealth playthrough in that game. Like I just I don't know something something about like so something something that bothered me about this game is kind of like a, a difficulty point. Um, is that like. Um, is that what bothered me is that the, the harder version of that game just like the hard mode of that game just increased the uh, like the sight cones, um, rather than like adding like extra guards or something. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, um, I think that might be like talking about difficulty in games might be an episode in itself. And I wrote it down this time that way we won't forget. Nice um, well, way to go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> a little inside baseball. We have a hard time coming up with episode ideas sometimes, but it's weird because all the time we're always like, we should do a full episode on blankety blank. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I should probably give Dishonored a second try. Um, like a second, a second run through because I bet I would like it a little bit more. Uh, I think a big problem with Dishonored is I played it back to back with Deus Ex Human Revolution, if I remember correctly. And I think Human Revolution is like legitimately one of the best stealth games of all time. Um, because uh, well, the, the thing that Human Revolution had that Dishonored didn't quite get to was the level ups being super impactful from a stealth perspective. Um, I think, th- I think most of this comes down to how good the blink spell is. Yeah, that, that's um, fair. I, uh, in, in Dishonored, the first thing I ever did was I upgraded my blink spell, so I got, like, the more distance out of it, and I think if I had gone for some of the more quirky ones, if I had gone for Possession, uh, and Time Stop, and that one where you can, like, go into, like, rat. I guess that is Possession, the one yeah. where, like, you can go into rats yeah. and shit like that, uh, maybe I would have had a better time with it, but, be- but because I had... From the very get go, that upgraded blink, it was a lot easier to uh, to traverse from place to place. Yeah, no, and it's something that Dishonored did very well was a super broad, um, a super broad uh, uh, way to play. Like you could, you could be a level in a in a large variety of ways. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that, that I was think awesome. Both, yeah, I think both games share that. I, I, think I don't both of think them have really great level design. I th- in that, in that I thought I thought Deus Ex had really good level design, but I didn't think it was like I felt like there were like you know there was two to three ways to beat any particular Deus Ex segment, and they're like one oh the, I oh okay I see like I, I think there was like six or seven ways to beat every um every Dishonored segment, and like you could use a variety of powers. The issue is is that in order to kind of fully experience that, you need to play through the game multiple times, which is. Yeah, it's. I think I think Deus Six had. Uh, I think Deus Six and Dishonored both had like multiple pathing as far as the level design was concerned. Uh, but there was a little bit broader, uh, uh, like kind of like goal options in in Dishonored. Uh, it, it, I think this is just because uh, a lot of that game is about 
the choice you know what i mean like choicey choicey stuff um but uh you know day's eggs really isn't about that stuff it is it is kind of it's directed uh railroaded story and so you know there were a lot of paths to one goal where in dishonored there were a lot of paths to a couple of different and yeah. outcomes um that made it which i which i think is like the contributing factor there that's, that's absolutely fair um but the kind Man, of, I really love those games. Jeez. To, to, to get back to bosses, uh, something I wanted to bring up before is like, um, you know, the, the way you contrast, say, Skyrim esque um, open world bosses, which by their necessity have to kind of just be a ball of of increased stats that you can deal with with your tools because they can't, can't anticipate how you're doing things to these kind of cultivated boss experiences that you can get in um. In individual uh, in, in games that are that are more linear, I think that there there's some there there are good ways to, to to do that too, and I think that there are, there are good games there. And I, I had a game I wanted to go to, but I can't remember it because we talked about Dishonored for a while. Um, do you have any examples of that in particular? While well, I remember what I was going to talk about, I'm a little confused. So, um, maybe maybe Undertale's a good example of this, um. I'll, I'll go with Undertale because I like Undertale a lot. Um, but, like, part of the issue that we were discussing with, with Skyrim is that eventually kind of you outscale the content. But I think that kind of, like, and that there, there are these emergent play, gameplay features. But I think part of, part of, because of that, because um, the game has to allow any character with any particular build to be able to overcome any sort of generalized challenge like the dragons are, those dragons are prevented from being super interesting. Um, oh, I think I see in, what you're saying. Individually, because they have to be these generalized enemies that can that can hand they, they can be defeated by a variety of of people. Whereas in a single in in, in a, not a single player game, because Skyrim is also a single player game, but in in a um in a more directed experience, something like an Undertale, something like say uh, Devil May Cry, even though I'm, I'm not particularly intimately familiar with those series. Um, you can set up these boss fights that are particularly compelling because they have like a, a different they have a different set of mechanics because they are a different set of kind of being, if that makes sense. Like you can do interesting things with the fights because um because you know that everybody everybody playing through that point will be approximately similar. Um, and I wanted to bring up Undertale because every boss has some unique mechanics that really kind of shake up how the gameplay goes, um, which is, you know, the central mechanic of, um, uh, which, which I actually really like, uh, the central mechanic of the game is that it's JRPG-style combat, especially on the, on the attacking, it's like there's a timing minigame, but on defense, you're a little heart inside of a box and you have to dodge uh, these little sprites, um, and every boss mixes that up somehow like uh in one of the early fights um the your instead of uh so your heart's usually free free flying you can just move freely around the box it gives your your um your box uh your heart or your 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 heart gravity so you you're stuck to the bottom and you have to jump over obstacles and in uh in in another one of the fights um instead of uh instead of moving the heart you have a shield that you use to deflect the projectiles that are coming in from a variety of directions almost like a rhythm game and i think that those types of experiences are have the uh, have the opportunity to be very very memorable and very very um uh satisfying to beat because you can cultivate that experience so close and i think that um 
I think that that, that those types of designs like really honing in on um on on these like little little mechanics can really make a game super super memorable and super great. Okay. I think I agree with you. That makes sense. I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think of something that I could put in that category. Um but I'm kind of having a tough time coming up with something. Because I think there are some, I think there, you know, so something that, maybe this is kind of what I meant by, this is a little bit of what I meant by the Mass Effect thing. I think Mass Effect kind of like operates along those levels, but not really in the same way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like pulling up. Uh, I'm I'm kind of pulling up blanks on on boss fights that I think would match that kind of experience. I guess maybe. Um, I think that. I think that to a certain extent, you can have boss fights that are about. Uh, high level mastery of skills so like as you know so for instance in guitar hero 3 there are a couple quote-unquote boss fights right where you play against actual guitarists um and when you play against slash uh tom morello from rage against the machine and eventually the devil in the super fucking awesome uh the devil went down to georgia uh but like guitar hero version do you all get to fight the, Herman Lee for no, Dragon Force? So. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just... there are fair enough. Whatever. Uh, there are um, <laughs> there are some uh, there you know there are some mechanics that are like a little bit different, but for the most part, like those boss fights are just this is hard. This is tough. Um, uh, also a lot of those boss fights are completely new music. I think, I think I like a secret difficulty to those is that like, okay, cool. You know what? When I'm playing hit me with your best shot, I've heard that. I, I know the riff. It makes sense to me. But when I'm doing that Tom Morello fight, I've never done that riff before. And the ingenious one is on the, uh, is on the devil went down Georgia fight where the, the regular kind of riff is the same, but it's embellished uh in a, in a, like in a, like a lot of the specifics are very very different um which is nice because it it like tricks you into thinking you know like into this false sense of security almost because you've heard that song you know what that song is like but the the this this specific cover of it isn't that um and so you have to kind of like fight your instincts almost yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's. I think that I think that plays into a lot a lot of the mechanics these these kind of fights try to go for, like you know, like throw like you know the the bread and butter that you're used to for whatever however you get through needs you know you need to tweak it slightly in order to in order to uh to get past this boss um you know or maybe you need to use more variety than you're used to um I'm I'm, I'm drawing like a lot of character action type games like the most recent is gonna date me but the most recent one i've played is probably wonderful 101 um has has some sequences like that which i i thought it's fun game but uh yeah yeah i don't know i'm uh 
I think boss fights in video games are interesting. I think narrative boss fights are also like a big deal, um, and some of them play you know play out better or worse than others. Um, I think that narratively, uh, certain. I think narratively, certain bosses can be like certain bosses can just be made or break by like the the context of their uh borderlands 2 is a good example of this where certain boss fights are interesting and fun and cool just because of the way they're introduced you know what i mean and like the personality that they have and that's awesome and i want more of that um i think and uh I don't know. I really like. Yeah, uh, no, no. I, I think I agree with you. There, there are fights that are that are sold on their on their story aspect, even if the mechanics aren't so so compelling. I also like boss fights that lead to kind of interesting play. Assassin's Creed is a little bit of this, um, but like I like the boss fight that that is like a gateway to like the next con- like chunk of content almost. Um, for instance. I mean, th- this is kind of the Assassin's Creed formula where you have to take, you know, like you have these targets, you have to take out these targets, and they give you information on your next targets, on where they're going, on where they're moving. And there's, uh, like, I think th- overcoming those roadblocks in a boss fight scenario are are fun and interesting as well. Um, yeah, I think that is, I think that is certainly the case. <laughs> um yeah, I kind of wish I had, I had a deeper, like, I was actually, I'm kind of thinking about this now is that, it's like, why are, why are we not drawing from a deeper pool of examples? It's like, oh, we've been playing League of Legends for the past two years all the time, and there are no... Well, I also think that, you know, I also think that a, a certain sense of, uh, you know, like, boss fights aren't applicable to every game. Right, I no, actually, no, I, you know, I, honestly, I think, I think That's boss fights point. are a little bit more applicable than we give them credit for. For instance, I think that there are, quote-unquote, boss fights in uh, in strategy games all the time, right? Like, when I'm playing Total War Attila, and I come to, you know, and, I, and I'm, and i you know, like, this, this, this happens a lot when I'm playing in Total War Attila, and, you know... There's uh, there's an army and I'm chasing down this army or I'm or I'm taking out this nation and this nation is stronger than me or whatever and I'm fighting and I'm fighting and I get to that that one army that battle is narratively identical to a boss fight right um, but it, and and it feels the same as a boss fight and mechanically it's a boss fight because I'm taking on this army that's bigger than me that's more powerful than me that I've been working my way up and I know that if I can just like if I can just take this. Uh, if I can just take this army and crack it over my knee, I can like subjugate this whole nation and just like run rampant. That all of that stuff is identical to boss fights, but it would feel awkward to label that a boss fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, cause... it's like it's like it's like saying you know like it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it has has a bill and feathers and and you know swims in a lake, but it's actually a swan. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I, I think, I think my, my point was going to be is that, like, these kind of, like, labeled boss victories are, are maybe not becoming less common is the way I want to put it, but they're, like, for a lot of, I think they are becoming less common for, for some things. I think they're being sublimated into kind of, like, in, in favor of, you know, more, less jarring, like, experiences and, um, as, as these different genres that we enjoy kind of either rise prominence in the community, your rise to prominence, and at least our, our own play habits, um, 
we don't hit as many of these kind of individual kind of one one shot. Like I think one of the most legendary bosses uh, of of all time, um, especially if you talk to uh, our friends over at the Unwise Index about it, is Gil from Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Um, I don't know. I I assume that you're not familiar with him. One hundred percent. No, I've never heard that name in my life. He is. He's the end boss, and he's he's super hard. He's near impossible to beat. It took. You know, even uh, like it, like there's there's a version available for um, I got a version for I think base Xbox they played on my Xbox 360. Um, that's just it's it's super tough. Like he's he's a super good fighter. Um, in the great tradition of fighting game bosses, he's a super broken character that you can't play. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. But like you know, you knock him down and he gets another full fucking health bar, and you're like, what the goddamn hell is this bullshit? Um, and you know, it's it's just. Super tough, but it's, it's, even though some, you know, like that, that kind of, you know, moment when he refills his health, you're like, fuck, I have to do this all again. It still feels so satisfying that you've managed to get through his, 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 his mechanics and beat him. Um, and I think that that's the thing that we are, that we're losing in the modern age as, as games specialize more. And sometimes it's a good thing, right? Like, there's no boss fights in Street Fighter Five. That's um, and th- there might be in June when the single player mode comes out, but it's 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 fine, right? Like I'd much rather those development hours go into making a more refined multiplayer experience because that's ultimately the staying power in, of that game. Like I don't think games like Call of Duty have boss fights. Like older first-person shooters had like Mecha Hitler or whatever to like like say Wolfenstein um, as boss fights, um, but those like. In in the modern age, it's less about these specialized types of enemies and more about like uh like set pieces that kind of go along with it. I guess that's become kind of the the that's modern fair. boss yeah. fight is is are, are these as you were saying, uh these these fights that break out against the bench giant things or or like these big set pieces in 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 your modern AAA shooters or or the like. Yeah, I uh, I feel that. I also think that those set piece battle, you know, like StarCraft is a lot like that. You know, like they're the the like those set piece battles feel like boss fights, but they are, uh, you know, maybe boss fights are like a subgenre of like set pieces in. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, in that makes games. sense. I think that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty. You know, fair label overall. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to think. Something I was thinking about is like, what's my favorite? You know, like, what are the most favorite, uh, famous boss fights? What's my favorite boss fight of all time? And you know, I've I've kind of come to realize that I don't really think I've really played all that many of these games, or I don't necessarily think the boss fights are all that great for like these legendary ones, right? Like, I never played Final Fantasy VII, so I never got the Sephiroth, um, uh, the Sephiroth boss fight. Um, I don't know. You know, some of the other ones I'm thinking of... Uh, oh, man, I just had it a second ago. What was it? Uh, oh, the... the um, in Halo 2, the... Uh, there was the boss fight. The... The, uh, the Gravemind or whatever? Yeah, I, I never Am got I that far. Am I remembering that correctly? Like, that was a pretty... You know, that was, like, a pretty big deal from, like, a boss fight perspective. Um Oh, you, you just you just reminded me of one of my most aggravating moments in gaming, uh, um, which so final so, um, I was actually gonna kind of lead into this is like bosses that cheat infuriate me to no end, um, 
you when you mentioned Sephiroth, one of my favorite games of all time is Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Um, amazing kind of uh, it's it, it's a JRPG, but it's also it, it's a it's a tactical JRPG, which means there's a grid you can move around. I feel like it really does a lot to kind of get around the problems of like you know you just have like you can just kind of roll up more numbers, but you can also significantly get around that by you know clever clever and tactical clever tactical play. Which I think lacks in a lot of kind of you know lineup style JRPGs, um, and one of the th- one of the systems in that game is uh, is there are these things there are these uh, a system called the law system where every day it would randomize new um, new rules that you had to apply to combat like you couldn't cast fire spells or you couldn't do certain actions, um, and so. Um, and these these re-randomize every day. And if you were fighting, if you as long as you weren't fighting in kind of like the, there there's specific fights that are outside the law, and that and if your character dies during that, it's permanently dead. Um, but if you die in, or if you if you faint rather inside of a, a regular mission, um, you uh you you can be recovered and you're just you know sick for a while. Um, but one of one of the rules they random on right before a big story mission was you can't attack. And I was like, oh man, this boss fight, which I've tried a couple different times, will be super easy because um, if you break the rules enough times, the, the judge will, will give you a red card and throw you out of the fight and bring you to jail, essentially. Um, it, it's like soccer. You get yellow cards and red cards for using the, 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 wrong, the wrong systems. Okay. Um, and so... I go in his fight and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to cheese my way through this fight. And he comes over and he attacks me and he gets the yellow card. I'm like, yes, all right. And he keeps attacking me and the judge refuses to give him any, give him a red card. And I was so mad, so mad that I couldn't, that I couldn't, like the, the rules apparently didn't apply to this, to this boss character. It's just, that was a, that was a terrible experience for me and just kind of like, you know, there there are bosses that kind of what uh, called reading inputs, like read what your control what your controller's doing and just counters it anyway. Oh man, that 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 kind of crap aggravates me to no end. Yeah, man, now that you mentioned that would bug me that would bug me a lot. I would get really frustrated out, I think. Um Yeah. That would that would really bug me. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's that's my memorable boss fight. You know, endless frustration and a trail of tears. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think what the most like memorable boss fight I've ever done is. I just like I I really feel like I'm kind of coming up with uh, kind of coming up blanks. Um, oh, this is something I wanted to bring up. Um, something I did play relatively recently is Bloodborne. Um, and by relatively recently, I mean like November of last year, 2014. <laughs> Um, so five months ago no 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 longer than that like like 17 months ago oh um, my god <laughs> <laughs> but i thought that those boss fights those boss fights were incredibly difficult um and in some ways infuriating but it was awesome like this is the one of the, the the first boss is like this um i don't even know how to describe it. it's a giant monster and you're running around and you're trying to like hit at it while it's jumping around in like in, in like its boss pattern and you're, you're you're scrambling around but when it goes down it feels so good the, the second boss is uh f- father uh gas coin um he's a werewolf and the first half of the fight is just um 
is is fighting against a character that is very similar to yours. He's he's got the same similar weapon and he's got a gun and then you get him to about half health and then he transforms into a werewolf and everything goes to sh- fucking shit. And I played that fight maybe a hundred times as 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 uh some of our friends sat and watched and made me keep trying and then eventually I got it and it was like the greatest thing. It was so <laughs> so satisfying. I I love that that kind of feeling. Um and I, I was uh, so uh, as we were going into this episode, I realized me or I had, I had realized that I'm I'm probably missing a lot of good fodder for this because I want to I want to jump into Bayonetta one and two soon, um and I hear that they've got some pretty incredible boss fights, but I I love that kind of like you know the, these kind of like use your tools and you know it, it slam your head against the wall until you break through. I I I just love that kind of that kind of experience. I think yeah, that... those kinds of yeah, those kinds of boss fights are. I think I really uh, uh, they're like they're definitely really fun. You know, in a, like in a terrible way. I actually I don't necessarily think it's good game design. You know what I mean? But like I don't I I wouldn't hold I, it against anyone if they told me that that was that was. Uh, I don't think it's particularly bad. Like it's 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 a boss. Like I think ultimately all all these types of fights are demands a certain level of perfection and if you if you if you really dial that perfection dial to like you you have very little margin for error i think i think that's kind of where you hit this and and there there, there is a frustration point you can dial it too high but i, I think the blood the the bloodborne games hit it well or the bloodborne and the, the souls games um hit it well yeah i think uh yeah i i, I agree um not that I've played the Bloodborne or the Soul Games, I'm just he- I hear this, and so I I am reporting I am reporting based on uh, my my best understanding, I guess. Oops, I, I take it you're not going to play Dark Souls three. Uh, you know I might get around to it. Um, I I just haven't ever, I just haven't ever. Um, so you know maybe <laughs> I can't uh, I can't really speak. It, it's just it's something that exists kind of like on a different plane uh, from where I like sit, I guess. Plain like plane of existence. Yeah, Not like that's fair. I almost said choo choo plane, like choo choo train. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's a sign that I've been uh, that we've been podcasting too long. I'm a little out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at the end, as we come to the end of it, yeah, you play. That yeah, would be you, awesome. You're, you're probably thinking of the Thomas Tank Engine mod for Skyrim. You're which, right. Which, I totally <laughs> was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's about. I guess yeah. I think we've I think we've about covered it. It's actually kind of it's it's uh, interesting to me how different this this ended up compared to the other episode on boss fights. Yeah, I well that's yeah. The Pathfinder, we've got we've got strong opinions about what's wrong. I don't know. This this was this was this was a nice kind of meander through the the world of video games. It's, I I like it. Yeah, I uh, I agree. But um, I guess uh, this coming week for you guys, as it's coming out, is Wednesday. So tomorrow, from when this comes out, is Hell's Rebels. And then the following, shit, the following Monday would be Shadow, Shadow Run. Run. 
and the on ones that, on that schedule. Yeah, this rotating schedule is uh, it's real confusing. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happens when we want to play all the games, but t- life gets in the way, right? Yeah, for real. Anyway, uh, you can email us what you think about video game bosses and what your favorite or least favorites are at some derps play games, some derps play games at gmail dot com. Uh, that's one some derps play games. It's not some derps play games. Some derps play games at gmail.com. It's just some derps play games at gmail dot com. Um, link will be in the description. Um, you can watch a stream at twitch.tv slash some derps play games. You can watch. We have a YouTube channel too. Uh, search for it. I'll put a link in the description to that as well. Um, you can reach us on Twitter. Um, well, those are going to be in the description. Everything will be in the description. Comment on everything. I read all the comments, all zero comments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time. Uh, farewell, everyone.